In all my time of playing D&D, this has never happened. Like, that is amazing. Okay. Well, we have a subject matter expert, so I guess we're going to follow. Okay. Um, can to correct? be fair, you're following a mushroom. I think this uh, condition may actually even have precedence over that, um, for I fear that he is on a uh, downward slope that can only end in disaster. Although, if it wasn't for the like risk of explosion and death at the end, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Chapter 179, The Journey Home, Part 2. Okay. So, in the last episode, you guys got to play as your Pokemon. And uh, you ended up tangling up with a whole bunch of wolf spiders. And how did that go? Pretty good, not gonna lie. Uh, I didn't do much of anything at all. Pretty good, not gonna lie. Yeah, I did not die. Yeah, Turn, turns out that your uh, your pets are a potent fighting force. They were able to punch their way through the uh, waiting spiders, so that one went pretty darn well. And uh, actually, where are we at right now? Um, so, um, did Sparks get damaged at all there? No, no, he's pretty much a non non. Uh... I've just used one of my three heals. Okay. And then um, the Iron Squirrel, did he get damaged at all? No, but I do have a question about recharge. Does uh -huh. it, like, after the encounter, does it automatically recharge? Or well, do I have to, like, keep rolling? One would assume that there would be enough time between encounters that you would just constantly keep rolling and eventually it would come out okay. correct. Yeah, so. And then uh, how about our guide, Little Sprout? How did that work? Did he get damaged at all? He was truly heroic and took no damage. And then the uh, the hammer, Thrax, how did Thrax end up doing? Thrax took a little bit of damage, um, but it was well worth it for uh, he feasted upon three spiders and then uh, the little vegeberry creature uh, healed him up. Very good. And finally, Smedric, how did uh, Smedric do there? Smedric took no damage. Yeah. Also didn't deal a lot of damage, but yep. he's seen. a hamster. Has that fabulous gnomish armored collar? And how about Gaia, their uh, their veggie pygmy uh, friend that they just made? Uh, I got a little damage, but Sparky. Uh, Sparky. Yep, that's your new name. Sparky um, healed me up. Very good. Excellent. So it seems like uh, the group uh, got banged up a little bit, but is well on their way. And uh, with the other group, um, Arlen, what did you guys find out last time? It was kind of a watershed moment. Yeah, so the acolytes of Dianect, correct? Mm-hmm. They had found um, a set of teleportation circles, uh, which conveniently are located under Galchabar's tower. 
And so we were able to um, find the runes or copy the runes for that. So we'll be able to teleport directly to Galchabar's tower whenever we want. Um, and also that Galchabar could potentially have some way of helping me out with the wildness of the wild magic. Okay, very good. And uh, that seems to be a thing, though, isn't it? Oh, yes. Uh, his heart grew three sizes. Yes. Along with the rest of him and his clothes. But, uh, yeah, right now it seems like your wild magic is getting a little extra wild, isn't it? Which is concerning to me yeah. because that this happened right before Orlana exploded and yeah. right before Anaya exploded. Yep. And maybe two or three others. So, yeah. Yes. Although, if it wasn't for the, like, risk of explosion and death at the end, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Too true. Very it good. has been nice to, like, you know, like, flesh out my use of the wild magic table. I'm just really not looking forward to rolling a one or a two because I don't want to, like, roll on it every turn for a minute mm -hmm. because that would be, could potentially be catastrophic. Yes. Fireball, fireball, fireball. Oh, no, fireball. it's going to be, uh, fireball. you know, yeah. fireball, beauty feathers, feathers. Okay. No, it, it's flumps, flumps. No, it's, it, it's going to be, uh, um, yeah, negative age three times so that you have a two-year-old with you Maybe who can you explode randomly. Don't get intoxicated for 14 years. <laughs> yes. Very good. Okay, so... Um, Obviously, that's uh, bad news there. And then, obviously, we're also under time pressure, are, are we not, Drew, because of Kraval's uh, situation in the mountains? Very much so. And it's uh, began to wear on Kraval more than a little bit. Indeed, yeah. So you need to be up in the mountains to face the challengers of the, uh, the Red Dragons right away. Okay. And we'll cut back now to our... Uh, missing pets and you guys are following your new friend the myconoid down the hallway and uh um how does actually how does little sprout feel about his uh, new friends now that they've uh, cut their way through a fearsome group of spiders there uh, little sprout i'm not entirely sure how he would feel about this at this point because he's used to being alone i think he's actually hoping that either they die without taking him with them or they get this done quickly so he can go back to his beloved river. Definitely. He's happy he's not dead. Yes. And so you lead them on into the darkness there and um, you uh, continue padding, padding, padding along and um, you come across something, Little Sprout, that you have been dreading coming across. You come across a wider... Um, cavern here along the path and it is filled with spider webs just from one end to the other um, not like choked with them like a cross but like every surface is covered almost like someone drapes sheets all over the, the flooring and you assume that where there's spider webs there must be spiders as the uh, telepathic bond still going in terms of time limit yes you guys are doing quite well on that not good. Oh no. Big spider room. Scary. I gopher. start drooling. <laughs> I'm drooling, man. More food. 
Well, um, can I just look around see if I see any spiders? Um, give me a investigation check. So that would be just straight up intelligence. I don't see nothing. I got an eight. No, wherever they are, they're well hidden. Can I see the, like the, like, you know, if you go that way, you see the hope opening for the other, like to continue on. Yes. At the far end of the cavern, the path does continue. How far? Across the room itself. How far across? Is uh, that it's room? about 60 feet across. Move slow. No vibration. And he's going to start crawling as slowly as possible to minimize movement. Should okay. we go on the outside of the room like our people do when they don't want to be seen? Good plan. Okay. So uh, why don't you move the group there into the room on whichever side you choose. Okay. And now which wall are you going to go down? The near side wall there? Or the one that's all wonky shaped? Um, little one? What's the... Little Sprout? Little Sprout, you're leading. Which side are we going? Uh, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about going... Um, just going straight across because I think that's the closer or the quickest route. Yeah, straightest, shortest route, yeah. Okay, so are we going to go straight across or are we going to go around? And I would think that in Sprout's experiment or time around, it's the quickest way through. It's the fastest or the best way through it. Okay. Well, we have a subject matter expert, so I guess we're on a follow. Okay. Um, can to Thrax, be fair, you're following a mushroom. Can Thrax actually crawl? I'm a robot, so I have nothing going for me. That's not true. You don't taste good. You have a point. Anyway, so we're going straight across, I guess. Okay, why don't we move the group out into the middle then? I mean... What is it? How far across is it? Because it's I can just feet. dash. It's six. I can feet. just sprint and make it to the end. Yeah. Well, I can't, and that's mean. So let's not do that. Actually, that's a, therein lies a very good question. The micronid's a small creature. So is the pygmy. And mm -hmm. So is everything just about else. everybody here. Yep. Mm -hmm. But is Thrax big enough to basically act like a giant sprinting machine for everybody? Mm, I mean, one at a time, you could. So you could take the, the hamster in round one that. and yeah. You got to remember he's about the size of a turkey. So <laughs> a big turkey. And I got to say, when you look at Thrax, you do think of dark meat. So, you know. Oh, yeah. So are we moving like the dash of the slow people? So 40 feet? Or are we just going to go like the regular? Yeah, I don't know what your guys' speed is, but I can only go 25 feet around. I can only okay. go 20 feet around. Same. You can... My dash would be 50 feet because my speed's 25. So yeah, are we going to be dashing at like... I don't I don't think the mushroom has... And I generally don't know this, but I don't think the mushroom can dash. I mean, just looking at him, he doesn't exactly look like a sprinter. Well, actually, in, in, I, I don't want to get buried too much in the middle of this. So why don't we put everyone right out in the middle of the room there? whether we're dashing or not or whatever, as soon as you get out there, you know, you notice that every step you take just kind of makes the ground quiver and it's almost an eerie feeling. And sure enough, just about the time you get to the middle of the room, once again, spiders this time leap up from holes in the webbing beneath you. And so Bryce, can we put one in the front back in the side? 
There we go. Perfect. Only three, though. Oh. Only three? That's good. So three of these spiders pop up, but this time, instead of being the size of dinner plates, they're the size of a small dog. These things are uh, giant spiders, to be sure. And uh, we need everyone to roll initiative again. So, Sparks. Twelve. Okay, and Squirrel. Four. Okay, and Smedric. Nineteen. And Thrax. Ten. And Little Sprout. Six. And Gaia. Twelve. Okay, so not nearly as good as last time, but uh, we'll see how that all shakes out. Okay, so all of a sudden these spiders appear right in, in your midst there. And Smedric, you get to go first. What are you going to do? Um, yeah, so that one that's right to the side of me, I'm going to mm-hmm. The middle one, spit. yep. Mm-hmm. So you're ready your seeds to spit. That was a seven, so no. Okay. Yeah, so uh, you uh, kind of uh, shoot the seeds and it, it just ducks back down in the webbing and pops back up again. Okay. And then the first of the spiders gets to go, and it's the one up front, and it goes after you there, Sprout, and jumps forward and attempts to take a bite out of you and gets a 22 to hit. Just barely. So you, t- ooh, he gets you good too. So you take 10 points of piercing damage and once again must make a constitution saving throw. Eight. Eight? No, this time the, the um, poison begins to seep into your bones there. Um, and you take another 11 points of damage. What are you at? I'm dead. Oh, no. Not dead, but down, right? Uh, yeah. I'm, okay. okay. How much was the poison? I'm sorry. How much? It was 11, right? Well, yeah. I'm at negative six. Okay. So the spider jumps forward and tackles your guide to the ground. And obviously that's kind of panicking because that's your guide, everybody. Okay, and then next up on the list is the one in the rear, and it goes and attacks at Gaia. Not nearly as effective, though. Um, Ten on this one. No, does not hit. Okay, so Gaia jumps aside, and then it's time for the good guys to go again. And so Gaia and Sparks, you got the same number. Which who's going first? I'll go first. Okay, Sparks, so you get to go. What are you going to do? I'm going to go after front okay just took out our guide with your spark attack okay a 19 you spark them pretty good six points of damage okay and you're gonna have to move one way or the other a little bit so you don't spark everybody else in line there so which it's it's a like arky thing it goes around i promise you'll have to take one step okay 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 and okay so how many points of damage six okay so that seemed to hurt him, but still quite hale. And Gaia, you get to go. Uh, I'm gonna use leaf. I'm gonna use leaf storm. Okay, on the dude in front of me. Okay, the one's attacking you. Good. So the 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 back one. Mm-hmm. A sixteen to hit. It definitely hits. For four points of damage. Okay, and once again, that does damages it, but not too terribly. And then next up is Thrax. Thrax, what can you do to help out in this situation? I'm going to go eat the one that attacked our guide. Okay. So I'm going to do a leaping kick. Okay, jump right up on him. A 10? No, it just jumps aside. 
Okay, and next the middle one gets to go and it jumps at Smedric and gets a nat one. So apparently it gets like its leg stuck in a, ah. in a hole or something like that and just kind of tumbles forward. Uh, so that was not very effective. And then next up is Little Sprout who is down. So Little Sprout, you'll have to give us a death saving throw. I kid you not, I rolled a natural 20. Okay. So super smiley face. So um, all of a sudden you see uh, Little Sprout's eyes kind of flutter open and you are at what one hit point, right? I believe that's how it works, yes. Okay, very good. So that's an interesting turn of events. And then the Super Squirrel gets to go. What are you going to do? In all my time of playing D&D, this has never happened. Like, that is amazing. Um, I'm going to Iron Tail the guy close to me. Okay, leap forward and go for the middle one. That is a 12. Okay, 12 does not hit. It uh, recovers itself and bounces aside. Yeah, these ones seem to be a little bit uh, tougher than the last characters you ran up against. Okay, and then top of the round, Smedric, you get to go. All right, there's one still right in front of me, right? Right in front of you. Okay, I'm going to attempt to seed spit again. Okay. I... I guess Adri's rubbing off on Schmedrick because that was a four. <laughs> okay, so once again, it just kind of ducks down and it goes right over its head. Okay, and it gets to go. And considering, um, yeah, you guys weren't very effective on that round, it'll go after Smedrick again. And this time gets a 14 to hit. Does that hit you, Smedrick? Uh, it does, but I'm going to use the... Okay, so the armor collar. So next round, you'll have to detach it then. So good. Okay, so you, once again, it leaps upon Smedric. Everybody holds their breath, and the but then all of a sudden, it just lands on an armored casing and uh, just gnaws on it for a bit with no effect. Okay, and then next up is the one in the back again. Goes after Gaia one more time, and this time gets an eleven. No, I don't believe that hits you. Does so, not hit. Gaia is dancing aside and and uh, completely impervious, and then Spark, you get to go. All right, so I will. Um, is my healing thing in action, or is it a? Yes, um, it's an, okay. those are all actions there. Then I will attack front again with my Spark attack. Okay, which is a fifteen hits for seven. Okay, and it's looking a little bit damaged now. Okay, and then Gaia, you get to go. Uh, I'm gonna leaf storm again. Okay. For nine. Did you hit? I got a nine. Total? Yeah. Okay, there's no plus on that one? No. no. You no. didn't give us any bonuses on Oh, that's right, you don't have any bonuses on that. So, yeah. Okay, no, nine does not hit. So, it uh, this time, it ducks it entirely. And then Thrax, you get to go. Okay, I'll see if I recharge, which I do not, so I will claw the spider in front of me. Okay. For a 19. Yeah, that definitely hits. Uh, for five points of damage. Okay, and it's looking a bit rough at this point in time. It's kind of uh, limping on with a couple of legs, so you uh, definitely did some damage there. Okay, and then the middle one gets to go, and since it obviously can't uh make any um heyday with the 
hamster there, it will turn on the squirrel. And gets a 16 to hit you, squirrel. Does that a hit? Barely. Okay. So it gets a total of eight points of damage to you. And we need a constitution saving throw. So isn't he, though, like a construct and you won't take poison damage? That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, you are immune to the poison damage. So you just take the initial eight from the uh, from the bite. So that's right. Yeah. Okay. And I love being made of metal. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that something? Isn't it great how many things are immune to poison, Owen? <laughs> <laughs> and Little Sprout, you're lying there with one hit point. What are you going to do? Um, an explosion of reddish purple spores will fly up into the spider and I'll use choking spores on them. Okay. Uh, DC 12 constitution. Oh, that looks bad. It gets a grand total of four. So it was not expecting this takes it full in the face. Uh, five points of poison damage. Okay. And it looks like it's barely hanging on at this point in time. And then squirrel. Attempt to recharge. Uh-huh. Don't. So I'm going to uh, dash attack the one in front of me. Okay. No. Nope. Okay. Okay, and we get to top of the round and Smedric. Um. So sorry again. Do do I get to do something now, yeah, or this, do I this round sacrifice? You'll have to, you'll have to un unhitch your collar there. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's what I do. Okay. Good. <laughs> And then the one at the rear gets to go again, and it goes after Gaia one more time. Ooh, this time looks a little better. That's a 21 to hit. Uh, just barely. Okay. And you take five points of damage from the bite, and I need a constitution saving throw. Uh, 19. No problem at all. Yeah, you shake off the effects of the poison. And then the one in the front gets to go. And it is going to do a um, disengage and just jump down into the webbing and it just disappears, leaving a trail of ichor staining the webbing behind it. Okay, and then we get to go with sparks. Okay, I'll attack the one at the rear. Okay. A three. Nope, okay, it goes sailing wide. And then Gaia... Uh, I'm going to do... I'm going to punch it. Okay. For a nat one. Okay, no. You just uh, get your foot tangled in the web and it uh, is totally useless. And then Thrax gets to go again. You just lost your uh, meal and your uh, target there, Thrax. What are you going to do? Let's see. Who else? Is there another critter around? There's one that's uh. in the middle and one at the very end. Okay, I will turn and do not recharge, so I'm going to hop over and claw middle, okay. and I want to get it from behind. Okay, so that will give you advantage. Something you learned from your master, no doubt. And 11. Okay, 11 does not hit, so um, even though uh, you kind of uh, jumped out from behind, it saw you coming there. Okay, and then it gets to go. And um, seeing as the squirrel is metal and doesn't taste good and the hamster turns into metal and doesn't taste good, it spins on you, Thrax, and goes to try to bite you and gets a grand total of 11, which I don't believe does anything. 
Oh, excuse me, 13. Fail, I hop aside. Yeah, 13, though. A I, what? A 13, that doesn't hit you, though, does it? A 13 gets me, a 13 okay. hits. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong modifier. So, yeah, 13. So, it does five points of damage there. And then I need a constitution saving throw. Four. Oh, dear. So, it uh, you feel the poison seeping into your bones. Ooh, that's not good. And it does 14 points of poison damage. So, what does that put Ouch. you at? I'm at six. Ooh, okay, that was not good. Okay, and then little Sprout, uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to roll up to my feet very shakily. Mm -hmm. So someone could stand me up, that'd be great. And uh, the spores has like a 15-foot cone, so I'm just going to stumble up to where that spider is, and I'm going to try to take my stubby little arm and punch him. Okay, so punch the middle. This guy's well and truly surrounded. Yes. Guy is doing a good job of holding the fort in the back. 17 total. 17 definitely hits. Two. Okay. And um, that's the first time that one's been hit. And then Iron Squirrel. I'm going to attempt to recharge. And I don't. Doesn't matter. I got a 17. You hit. That is a grand total of six damage. Okay. So he's looking a little bit damaged. Not too much, but a little bit. And we go to the top of the round again. And so, Smedric, you are back in action. And you actually have advantage on this spider in front of you because it's going after Thrax. Sweet. I'm going to seed spit and hopefully I actually can. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that was a non-natural 20. Okay, you hit him. Uh, four, do, six points of damage. Okay. Whittling down here bit by bit. And yeah, he looks, uh, looks a little bit beat up now. And then it's the back one's attack and goes after Gaia, who's kind of holding it all off by itself. And ooh, this time though, it's a 19 to hit. So I'm thinking that's going to get you. It does. Okay. And... That's uh, six points of damage from the bite, and I need a constitution saving throw. Four. Oh, that's not good. And you take eight more points of poison damage. So what are you at? Eleven. Okay. So yeah, you're getting a little beat up there yourself. Okay. And then sparks. I will attack the one in the rear with my spark attack. It's a six. Okay. You miss. And then Gaia, got a spider on you. Uh, I'm going to leaf storm it. And that one. Okay, no, you're just shaken by the poison and, and can't uh, concentrate, I guess. Okay, and then Thrax, what can you do here? Let's see. I don't recharge, so I'm going to have to do a claw attack on that critter. Okay. Ten. Okay, no. Just dancing around out of your way. And then it gets to go and it uh, returns the favor there, Thrax. And ooh, gets a 22 to hit. And does, a 22? Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, eight points of damage from the bite. What are you at now? Uh, minus two. Okay. So it just bears Thrax to the ground and he goes down. Okay, that's, uh, that's your heavy hitter, guys. So that's kind of bad. 
and then little sprout you get to go um seeing thorax fall i will try to cover this thing in spores so constitution saving okay and it gets a four I was not expecting that again three points of poison damage okay and once again it's not looking real good there so uh you're definitely whittling it down bit by bit and then iron squirrel attempt to recharge I recharge, so okay. I'm going to Iron Tail. Get a thir uh, 15. 15 hits. Please take three points damage. Okay. And once again, it's looking like it's barely hanging on at this point in time. So top of the round. And the one in the back gets to go against you, Gaia. And gets a six to hit. No. Okay, so misses you entirely. And then uh, next up, uh, oh, excuse me, Smedric, you were supposed to go first. I was going to say, yeah, that's Smedric okay. Goes, anyways, Smedric gets to go. All right, uh, that one in front of me still? Yep. Mm -hmm. And you still okay. have advantage. Sweet. Uh, so 17 to hit. Hits. Sweet, and eight points of damage. Oh, and you just see Smedric just held it with a seed and you just see kind of this this crack appear in the back of its uh, little thorax and icker seeds to seep out and, and uh, begin to seep into the web and down it goes okay just one left at this point in time and we know obviously it missed and so sparks what do you do i will use my ranged attack okay and i get a natural 20 whoa okay i use a third level divine smite okay oh, wait never mind That is 13 points of damage. Ouch. Really? Wow. Okay, that seriously fried it. You can see little bits of smoke coming up off of it. And uh, it looks pretty ragged at this point. And then, Gaia, you get to go? I'm going to be like, don't worry, guys. I got it. And I'm going to punch it. Okay. For 13. <laughs> no, it just barely misses. It just swiped <laughs> right where it was and it, it takes off. I'll punch him eventually. Eventually, yes. Okay, and then Thrax, I need a death saving throw from you. 15. Okay, one happy face for Thrax. And then Little Sprout, you get to go. I'm going to toddle over to the Vegemite and pull a berry off of her head and toddle back over to Thrax and drop <laughs> it into his mouth. Okay, and just mash, mash, mash his, his teeth. Okay, so how much does Thrax get back there, Gaia? Five. Five points? Okay, Thrax, you have five points. My eyes open. I spit out the gnarly juices that linger, and I eye the spider angrily. I bet you do. Okay, and Iron Squirrel. Attempt to recharge, and I don't. So I'm going to run over and attempt to dash attack it. I may get a 16 to hit. You hit. Please take three points of damage. Okay. And once again, he's looking like he's barely hanging on. And so, Smedric, top of the round. Am I within range of the one that's still alive? Yes. You're 20 feet okay. away. Um, and I don't have advantage on this one, right? Nope. Just a straight Bummer. up okay. seed spit. Straight up seed spit. Oh, uh, does, a, uh, does a 10 hit? 
No, just no. sales okay. wine. <laughs> okay, and it gets to go. It's going to take another glass gasp at Gaia. And, ooh, gets a 23 to hit. Yeah. Ooh, eight points of damage. So uh, what do you got? Three. Okay, and constitution saving throw? 11. Oh, exactly makes it. So you're able to hold off the uh, effects of the poison. Very good. And then Sparks? I will attack it. I get an 18. You hit. I deal nine points of damage. Oh, wow. Okay, so you uh, fry it pretty good, and down it goes. Hooray. Now Thrax won't like it, though, because it's cooked. Oh, I bet he probably won't mind it too much. The smell of ozone never put him off before. Okay. Did I hear that it's finally that one died? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. They're all, all of them are down now. One of them retreated, well, the other two uh, fr- got fried and eaten. Do you want a spark of life him? There, uh, mm. Sparks? I will spark Gaia. I can spark myself. Okay. Uh, you gain... It's actually Thrax and... and uh, eight hit points back. Yeah. And... Uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm leaving your berries for Thrax, because it's funny. I'll give one to Thrax. Or do you want to give it to... Uh, Which one's lower? Little Sprout, because he's at, what, one hit point? No, I'll heal lo- Little Sprout. Okay. I'll give it to Thrax. So Thrax, you get another tasteless berry. It's tasty. Six right. points. You gain five hit points, little sprout. Okay. And now let's continue to move. Okay. And little sprout obviously uh, leads you at tip top speed out of the room before the other spider can reappear. And you guys take, take off him. into the hallway. And there's a couple of points where it gets kind of narrow and Thrax has to kind of worm his way through. Uh, the rest of you do pretty good through there. And after, it seems like forever, but it's probably less than half an hour, all of a sudden, Sparks, you get the feeling of kind of a familiar sense and you realize that your person is just ahead And you look up and sure enough, at the end of the tunnel, it opens up into a room and there is Cotter peering down the tunnel looking at you. And you guys realize you've found your people. What are you going to do? Run over to said people. Okay, so Sparks. Spur Thrax forward. (laughs) So all of a sudden. (laughs) And I run forward. So all of a sudden Smedric produces a riding crop and starts whipping Thrax going, ha, ha. And uh, Thrax, you're going to jump into uh, the arms of Noan? Well, that's a little too personal, but I will go over and like nuzzle. Okay, so you go up and headbutt Noan a bunch. And everybody, uh, you're uh, returned to your people. And you guys look back and sitting at the edge of the crack in the wall, you see Gaia and Little Sprout just kind of looking at you. Kind of a look of satisfaction on their faces. A little little sick to their stomach from the poison still, but satisfaction on their faces. Stay and, safe. And uh, they're just sort of waving at you. And then they disappear. Gaia, out. Very good. And there that you are. That was weird. Facts. Okay. And um, so Arlen. 
your pets have returned yeah. to you. Your group is whole again. Okay, so I spend one uh, first level spell slot to get two sorcery points back, and then I spend them all to get a fifth level spell slot, and I cast Teleportation Circle. Okay, so you draw a circle on the ground with the uh, Pikachu and the Charmander and the Beautifly, and you get everyone to step in the circle with you, and all of a sudden, everybody just gets this kind of queasy feeling in your stomach, like you know how when a car goes over a bump and you're not expecting it, that sort of feeling, and all of a sudden, you're in a different room, and there's an ornately inscribed teleportation circle with the same runes on it written in some kind of gold paint or gold filigree on the ground and there is Galchabar and the two acolytes um, sitting there you know looking at you and you're looking at them and uh, Galchabar says oh my there's there's more of you forgot about those ones yeah, I was just like, um, we have two new people that are, you know, drow. We do? Adri's sister and brother. Oh, yes. I just completely forgot they existed. And uh, Galchapar says, well, um, welcome to Waterfall City. Uh, uh, let me make your acquaintance. My name is Galchabar. I am the occupant of the tower in here in, in Waterfall City, and your names are? And obviously, uh, um, Adri, your sister just kind of looks at you with a puzzling stare. Obviously, she's not sure if she should be identifying herself properly or not. I'll sort of smile and nod, kind of gesture for her to speak. And so she introduces herself and then kind of pulls your brother forward and introduces him. And uh, Galchabar says, oh, very good to meet you. Obviously, uh, any any uh, relative of, of Adri's is, is a friend of all of ours. And um, you can see uh, the Acolytes are a little unsure there, Cotter. Um, but they're kind of going along with it because everybody else seems to be good with this. <laughs> and Galchabar says, well, please, um, everyone, let's, let's retire to the uh, upstairs. And uh, you can bring me up to speed on what's happening. And uh, perhaps we can uh, make a plan forward here. And, and I'll, I'll look at the uh, acolytes and remind them not to judge a book by its cover. And, and they kind of, you know, just rapidly nod their heads in a very nervous way. Okay, so you guys all troop upstairs. And uh, they uh, bring out a few extra chairs because now we've got quite a party here. And... Uh, and Galchabar says, well, um, I'm glad to see you all in one piece there. So so what all has happened? Obviously, uh, last time I spoke with you, you were uh, headed down into the city of Kaharst itself. And I remember seeing you. You appeared to be uh, um, in some sort of cell or something at the time. So uh, what all has happened to you uh, in, in the intervening time? So who wants to start this long story? <laughs> um, I'll just... Uh, if no one cares, I'll just take a point and start explaining everything that happened from my point of view, from cars to the uh, infiltration, eventual infiltration of the the Spider Queen's palace church thing, grabbing the 
supposeful actory, the quick escape. Uh, I'm going to leave out the whole wolf thing. Um, in fact, I really gloss over how we got off. Well, we already uh, told him that we were marked by Wolf. Yeah. Well, he kind of made a comment on it, but he didn't actually explain it, so I'm just going to gloss over it um, because he told me not to say anything last time I tried to. Um, but the uh, finding the Lilithids, fighting in their area, fighting that weird brain thing, finding more Lilithids, um, the... Uh, other creatures that that we're not sure what they look like, but explain to them the final battle with the hybrid drow spider creature, the river adventure, and finally getting back here. And and of course, obviously, Galtrabar does a whole lot of oh my's and my gosh and, and a whole lot of gasps and things like that at all your tales. And and he says, well, I'm, I'm so glad that you made it back. It uh, seems to me rather like uh, you made it just by the skin of your teeth there. Um, and and then he turns to you, Arlen, and he says, "You guys made mention of some sort of uh, thing with Lolth cursing you. Um, could you fill me in on that a little more?" Um. Yes. So we needed to get the phylactery, as you know. That's why we went down there, and we were about to get caught by the Queen's Guard. Mm-hmm. Right. And then um, we popped into a room because we thought that's where the phylactery was. And sitting there was Lolth herself. Oh, my. And she gave us the worst conundrum ever. Um, she said, you can either. Uh, I can either leave you here and you will get taken by the guards and you will be um, probably murdered. Or I can let you have the phylactery and let you go, um, but you'll have to do a favor for me. Oh, yes, that's exactly the sort of thing that Loth would delight in presenting to somebody. So I'm assuming since you're not dead that you um, took the other part of the deal. Yes. Um, and our boat ride, um, I believe Adrian and myself both uh, had our marks removed through oh. um, failing part of uh, our task, which caused our boat to break. Yes, yes, I can I can see that this would uh, delight uh, the the demon queen immensely to know that she was holding something over you. But oh, this is very interesting. Undoubtedly, uh, those of you that still carry the mark, the demon queen can see through your eyes and hear through your ears and um adri you hear your sister next to you just sort of gasp and say that's how they knew and um then uh says but um you and uh and the lady adri are clear of these marks now that could become very important here in just the, the very near future so um arlen uh because of your uh condition i've been able to find out a tidbit of information that might actually come in very handy and it actually might dovetail nicely with the lady Adri and her sister um let's let's deal with the second first so he turns to your sister there Adri and says are you aware that drow have been escaping for some time from the underdark 
And Karanti just says, uh, yes, um, a panther would lead them out of the Underdark. That's about all I know. They, they never do come back. And uh, Galchabar says, yes, um, panther, uh, as you call him, has uh, been running a bit of an underground railroad for some time and uh, has been taking the drow that no longer wish to live in Kaharst under the cruel rule of the Demon Queen. And believe it or not, there's a bit of a uh, expatriate um, settlement. And uh, Lady Adria, I would highly, uh, highly suggest that you escort your sister and, and brother over there. I think you'll be quite uh, pleased with what you find. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, I think the rest of you cannot go. Uh, as you still carry the Demon Queen's mark, um, she would then know about the existence of this settlement. And uh, that would be very bad indeed. Um, and then to the first part, Arlen, um, I came across a reference. You see, for there are three or maybe four, if you want to count it, ways of attaining magical ability. Obviously, um, your friends, the uh, paladin and the cleric, uh, have the divine path where they get their energies and their magics from devotion to their God and following the wisdom of the teachings there. And then uh, myself am a uh, representative of the wizard's path. Uh, we get our magic through practice and long studies in uh, ancient tomes and books. But you are a member of yet another path. Um, you are just, there are those that just seem to be born with this magical energy. Um, in your case, it was gifted to you, if you want to call it that, but there are apparently several other different routes where people are just magical, magically imbued with uh, these uh, skills. And we called those sorcerers. And I have come across a reference to a group that lives over, well, you remember the wonderful hot beverage that the halflings of Kalesque make and clearly it doesn't come uh, from yes yeah clearly that does not come from the uh, grapes that they make but if you go over the top of the mountain range to the other side the area over there is warm enough that apparently these little bushes grow that the uh, coffee beans grow upon and apparently there's an enclave over there um and the greatest of the sorcerers apparently retreat there when they gain their skills. Uh, they call themselves the sorcerers of the shore, as they are, of course, on the shoreward side of the mountains. And I think your only hope is perhaps to journey there and engage them. Yes, um, I, but that's definitely someplace that and we will need to go. Um, well, I think you need to go there right away. And as uh, agreed, um, the uh, Lady Adri can take her family members there as well. Um, unfortunately, I do not believe the rest of you can go um, at this time, not until your marks have been discharged as well. Um, we need to bring the phylactery back to Porta Magdum. The first thing that Arlen does, I think. Well, I think this uh, condition may actually even have precedence over that. 
um, for I fear that he is on a uh, downward slope that can only end in disaster. It's basically, oh, correct me if I'm wrong, that's the phrase. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the uh, the Porta Magnum is in between where we need to go. You are wrong. Correct? <laughs> I'm wrong? If you pull out your map and take a look, Porta Magnum is all the way to the very east, and you need to go all the way to the very northwest. Oh, we're at Savitas Cataracta, aren't yep. we? You're right in the middle on the south, yeah. Okay, so, mm, I was thinking of Excabarium Colis, which I do not want to go to. Okay, yes. Never mind. Um, yeah, well, I do sense a bit of um, uncertainty in your decision. Um, and uh, is this, am I right in, uh, you know, assuming that it's because you'll have to split your party into two in order to accomplish this it'll actually have to be more than that um Krival here has to go resolve some problems in the dragonborn lands um and if i'm not mistaken hasn't uh yourself and noan been inducted into his family so you would all three have to go together yes so yes um so one group would have to go to the mountains and then the other group obviously would have to go to the shoreline. And I understand you might be a little recalcitrant to do that because of the dangers of the path. And in fact, actually, um, you remember how Lowford was overrun by undead. I've had several more reports lately of smaller towns having the similar things. It seems that undead bands are wandering around the countryside in the dark of night attacking. So I can understand how you would not want to have that happen. So um, I've actually uh, come across a possibility of a way to help. And he says, Jade, would you mind coming up here? And you hear some footsteps on the stairs coming up and a most amazing creature appears. Now, obviously you have a walking dragon person in the group and a devilish kind of person in the group, but unexpectedly walking up the stairs is a cat person with jade green eyes and he says i would like to introduce you to uh jade claw um a friend of mine ah uh, hello and would you like to describe jade claw to everybody there melanie hello uh i'm jade claw cat person big bow shoot shoot never miss and what do you look like? I believe it's a black cat with green eyes. Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. uh, is it? Yeah. Beats me. All right. And if not, retcon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jade Claw is a black cat person with bright green eyes and a bow in hand. Yep. Always. Paw. Mm. Very good. Says, yes, uh, Jade Claw is a member of a new group of people that uh, I've known for some time, but you probably have never met. They tend to be very secretive. And uh, they live uh, over very close to uh, Kalesque and, and the Valleys Kalei. So uh, I thought that perhaps if uh, you, we needed to split the group that you might enjoy their help. Well, I've never we seen We would. Them, but yes, uh, extra assistance would be appreciated. 
And uh, she says, and he says, and we can, uh, I can send an additional one uh, with the other party. Um, Red, could you come up here, please? And a reddish hued coated uh, creature walks up the stairs after Jade. And Arlen, would you like to describe, Arlen, Um, Owen, would you like to describe Red Sunrise to everybody? I'm crazy. No, um, (laughs) Red is a, like, um, tabby red tabaxi um he doesn't wear any footwear and um like he seems very fidgety and like uh seems like he's constantly talking to himself at least that's what it looks like to you yes and he is actually accompanied by an additional tabaxi and she has um kind of a misty gray coat and would you like to describe misty to us there uh jesse yeah, so Misty has um, silvery gray fur, um, but underneath that, as she has draconic sorceress uh, background, uh, she's got sort of, I'm so sorry, I always forget, is it bronze or brass? Brass. <laughs> okay, brass scales that are poking through and um indicating that draconic ancestry her eyes even are a little bit more reptilian than feline very good and uh so galchabar says yes i i can uh send these two with you three to the heights to deal with the problem with the dragonborn and uh jade if you could take the other two and their relatives and uh, meet with some more of your friends there over near the treehouse and take them into the hills above Kaleskwe. Uh Jade is a ranger of the mountains. She's perhaps the best person to guide you through the dangers that you will find there. Um, perhaps you can lead the relatives to safety and perhaps you can save Arlen's life here. Most definitely. And okay, and uh, he, he turns to uh, you there, Craval, and says, uh, "Well, Craval, if you would like to gather your entourage together, I think you will find that within the hour, that uh, ship of uh, Danya will be docking in the ports down below, and you can take off for your mountain home there. And uh, there will be another ship arriving very shortly to uh, take the rest of you." It occurs to me that we don't have a way of paying Danya. Oh, um, was something uh, amiss with your funds? They were confiscated by the underground dwellers. Oh, well, that's not too overly surprising, I suppose. Um, well, here, and he opens up one of the drawers in his desk and puts a uh, little coin purse in your hand. Um, this should tide you over until such time as you can... Uh, you know, find more funds. I'm I'm sure our resident paladin here will be able to draw on his family funds if you can make your way back to Port of Magnum. Um, how much would, uh, when we went to the Dwarven place and they gave us the gold medals and stuff, how much would those be worth? Um, well. Or are they like gold plated? Yeah, it, it, it wasn't like they were, you know, yeah, like uh, really valuable stuff. It was more, more the, the symbology and token of it. Yeah. Oh, well. And I'm sure, uh, yeah, the funds that uh, Galchabar give you will, will tide you over there. Okay. 
So are you going to split up and head in your separate directions? I think so, so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yep. So you guys head down to the docking ports and in the docking bay there and sure enough uh dania starts uh you know approaches from the from the southwest and as she pulls up craval your owl just jets off of the boat and just pummels into you you know attaches itself to your shoulder and just starts angrily pecking at your ear to the point where you think it's going to draw blood uh, apparently you did not like being separated from you and apparently not it was for the best yeah and uh you guys obviously can uh the the uh tabaxi are all wrapped up in cloaks so they're they're not obvious but you guys enter your ship and then about an hour later the actual the remember the fast ship that you guys took from uh porta magnum to get you to uh excobarium calice fast enough that one pulls up and he is apparently expecting you and you guys board there, and that one takes off, going the opposite direction. And that's where we're going to stop today. Oh, and you all feel stronger. Notes. Okay, well, a um, bunch of stuff to go over here. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the arc with the players playing as their pets. Got to be Pokemon for a while there. Um, I did think about maybe making this thing a long saga, you know, make it uh, several months long of them having to journey through the thing and, you know, you know, go find their friends, overcome all sorts of adventures, maybe run into the myconoids and, and uh, have to solve some problem from them. And then I was like, uh, no, we've got so many things going on right now. I think we want to stick to the main story. So we just had a couple of episodes where they ended up trying to find their way back, but a kind of a fun little break. And also it was kind of neat being back to basics, you know. It was uh, more like having first level characters or even less than that. And uh, no teleportations or shenanigans or goofy things or things you can pull out of your back pocket and save the day with. It was all pretty much basic, straightforward, and uh, got them back to where they were supposed to be. So that was fun. But now the next question is, what's next? What's the number one rule in Dungeons & Dragons? Never split the party, but here we are. So Adri is taking her relatives and Arlen over to the shore to hopefully be able to save Arlen's life and not have him blow up the entire party. And at the same time, also dropping off her relatives to this enclave and finding out about that mystery. Meanwhile, the others have to go into the mountains and solve whatever the problem is that they're having with the Dragonborn. So lots of stuff happening all at once. Everything seems to be coming to a peak, uh, as it always seems to be with this party. And uh, we'll have to see what happens in the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook.
Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.